the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Well, welcome back to another episode of Chair Two Leaders. I'm here with Danny Smith. I'm Ben South. Glad to have you listening in this week. Danny, how are you doing? Hey, Ben, I'm good today. Thanks so much for getting started here. I'm excited about our conversation today. Are you uh, surviving? Is it in the school for your kids yet? Or we homeschool, so our kids have been done for a couple of weeks. But the truth is that we were they were done for a week, and then we started the summer classes, and they're doing math and reading and stuff this summer too. So we're one of those, you know, we crack the whip on them, and we just keep them going all year long. So we're heading into summer, getting ready to do some stuff, talking about ministry stuff for the summer here at church, and so we're excited about moving into this season of ministry. That's good. That's good. Well, speaking of ministry. Um, you know, this past Saturday, uh, I think your church did this. I know our church and we're in separate parts of Arkansas. So not in kind of the same immediate area. Uh, we were able to serve in, uh, we did some block party, kind of some outreach. It was a great, great time. Really one of our first big events, um, sort of coming out of the pandemic. And that kind of spurred some conversation with you and I just about the joy of working with other churches and other believers kind of reminds us what we're doing while we do it kind of reminds us that, you know, there's a lot of sometimes divisiveness uh, or, or negativity. And it's just going to be reminded that on a practical ground level, man, church is working together, serving together, trying to see people come to know the Lord is, is really what's happening and taking place. So, I'm excited about uh, that conversation. Yeah, today. the other churches aren't our enemies in ministry. Matter of fact, they should be our partners in ministry. And speaking yeah. of partners in ministry, Danny, tell our listeners about one of our partners here at Chair Two Leaders. I can do that. We are so thankful to partner with Central Baptist College. CBC knows that you might want a college degree or maybe even need a college degree, but you don't have the time. So the Pace College Degree Program at Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, They have a proven in-class online hybrid course format, multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. Central Baptist College, they understand you can't quit your full-time job, which is why they've developed a flexible format that's helped adults for over 20 years earn their degree while working full-time. So here's how you get started. Go to cbc.edu slash online, apply for admission or request a virtual meeting. A personal enrollment counselor will help you enroll in classes, you can visit Central Baptist College. You visit cbc.edu slash online today. You can earn your degree, reach your goals, and and really discover um, something that Ben and I over the last many, many years have discovered is friendship in ministry and working, serving, cooperating together. So much fun. I tell you, one of the things I love more than anything is being able to catch up with Ben or others and hear what God's doing in their churches. What an encouragement. What a friendship. And, and today, Ben, uh, we have a a guest who is a friend of many churches, who has helped many churches. So tell us about our guest today and, and what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we're glad to have Scott Miller joining us on the show today. Uh, Scott is Director of Missions for the local association where I serve. He's become a good friend of mine, but we're just going to talk for a little while about how do we partner with other churches and serve together and encourage one another um, locally around with other groups. So Scott, welcome to the program. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you guys very much. Uh, my name is Scott Miller. I am, um, I, I call myself a director of missions. Uh, some of us across the state and the con- in convention are known as 
associational uh, missionaries. Uh, the uh, current term that they're trying to get us to use is associational mission strategists. Um, so it changes about every three, four years. That sounds um, very fancy. Oh, it is. It is. And, and <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, I can't afford the new nameplates. I have to find. <laughs> so I just I stay with director of missions. That's what I grew up with, and that's what I am. Um, but uh, I pastored for 33 years uh, before I came on here, and uh, all of my years of pastoring in different churches have served me well. I hope in uh, in this position. Um, as, uh, as I work with other churches and with our pastors and ministers in our churches, uh, we just, we try to do, uh, we try to do the ministries, um, uh, that churches can do better together maybe than they can on their own. Yeah. And that's what Ben and I were kind of talking about this morning, just what joy it was to, uh, this past weekend for many, many churches in the state of Arkansas to, um, kind of join hands, lock arms together and serve it really it's an, it's an well, I don't know if I should say it's an undervalued. I don't think anybody would say it's not good or valuable. It's just probably something churches don't do very well or maybe enough of. But it was such a joy to just see other churches serving and being reminded of um, this opportunity to get connected. And you do a great job of getting churches connected together and, and being a part of that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, this this past weekend, our state um, promoted an event that was called uh, basically Serve Local, uh, where they encouraged all of our churches across our state to try to do some kind of a ministry project or some kind of a, a missions project, outreach, something other than just uh, having a church work day or a church cleanup day, uh, but something that was actually uh, rubbing elbows. Uh, we can still do that uh in uh in our current context but but uh getting out into the community and meeting people and uh and that kind of thing and so uh so that was an event that that you're exactly right it was it was great for churches to come together some of our churches did do that some churches did on their own but others united together maybe two three four churches to do a, a larger project in a larger situation um we are seeing more and more that churches within within the same community are joining together to do things together. And, uh, and I think that's biblical. Uh, and I certainly know that it's beneficial. I see that in a lot of churches. And I, I, the association we're in, I think it's a pretty strong association of churches. We have some good fellowship among the churches. What do you think are some of the keys toward building those relationships? Because I know a lot of guys today probably think, well, that's that's something I don't have to do. And they're right. They don't have to do it. Why do I need to invest in local association work, local partnerships? That takes a lot of time away from my church itself. What are some of those benefits and how do we get people to really engage in that? I, th I think it's. I think it has to be a situation to where both, uh, both churches feel like they are uh, one able to assist the other church and to feel like they are being assisted by the other church. I think both churches or as many churches are involved, there has to be that feeling. Uh, it, it can't be a situation really where uh, if our larger churches are going to come in and only do ministry basically for the smaller churches, uh, I, I'm not sure that you would call that a partnership. I think it needs to be a situation to where the larger churches can maybe help the smaller churches but then the larger churches also see the value of being helped by or uh, or ministering with the smaller church. I think there has to be that symbiotic partnership to where both sides see uh, see benefit. 
Um, I think a lot of times that that happens by elevating the ministries we're doing uh, to something that really is something that that the church is working together can do better than the local church can do on its own. Uh, if we're just trying to reproduce what a local church is doing, but just doing it larger or wider or broader or bigger, uh, I'm, I'm not sure that's as helpful. I think it has to be things like uh, uh, a short-term mission trip or uh, a community ministry project, uh, something that the churches can work together on and they realize that we are not competitors with each other. We are we are cooperating with each other. You know, in our association, we're probably one of the larger churches in this group of churches. And, and honestly, yeah. we, we don't need the association to do our ministry here at the church. That's correct. However, there are some churches in our association that are going to be able to reach some people that we as a church won't because of size. They're not going to give us time of day. There are, That's correct. We're in a whole different side of the county. So we, because we do have some resources, God is blessed with that. We can then pour back into and just, if nothing else, encourage and fan the flame of some of those smaller church pastors who maybe just have, it's the senior pastor on staff and everybody else is a volunteer. All their chair two leaders are volunteers, but we can encourage them and support them because they're going to be reaching people we as a church probably won't ever reach. That, that's just not going to come to our church. There, there has to, there, there always has to be a kingdom focus, and uh, and too many of our churches have a castle focus, where it's it's based on what's happening on our property with within our building with our people, and there really needs to be that kingdom focus that realizes that we are partners together. We are not in competition with one another. Uh, if you know. If all of our churches were to have as many multiple services as they possibly could, we still would not be able to reach everyone in our community. There's there's no reason to fight over the few that we have when there's a large percentage out there that still needs to be reached. I like how the association, um, and in our particular denomination, these local associations have played such a key role in fostering that kind of ministry together, just like you said, not you know, being able to assist, being assisted. I love the kingdom versus castle focus, but, you know, engaging in the life of your local association, at least for me, has been such a, a vital part probably of the last 10 or 12 years of, of ministry for me. And being one of the things I always appreciated about you guys over at your church was, um, like you said, you know, being the size church you are, wasn't a, a necessary thing in terms of, and I don't know, Scott, how to necessarily say necessary terms. I think it's great, though, that central... Um, was the kind of church that said, hey, we are going to show up, not just when it's at our building, not just that they've just led the way. And and I know there's some others that have done the same thing down that way. And that's always been so great. Um, I'd like to to talk about that engaging in the life of of the local association. Again, maybe yours is a local network or, you know, maybe you don't have sort of a similar setup like this. But I know for me, it's been such a, a benefit to be around other believers be around other churches, other pastors. I, you know, I need to hear what God's doing in those places. But that that local association has just provided such a joy to my life. Uh, you know, one of the things that was very neat uh, for my family uh, when we were church planting, um, uh, Scott, the association you're at now and and being your church, y'all were partners with us in that ministry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was uh, trying to be younger than I was uh, playing some ultimate frisbee several years ago with a bunch of college students and 
needless to say, when I fell on the ground, the ground won. And uh, one, one ankle surgery later and all that stuff. But, you know, it was really interesting in God's providence that, Scott, you came that week. Right. And it was such an encouragement to my wife and I to know that somebody back home was thinking about us and praying about us. And so um, saying all that, sometimes it's hard to get maybe people to see the value of it, if perceived need, whatever it may be. How would you encourage uh, or maybe what would you say to encourage uh, not necessarily churches as a whole or even maybe senior pastors, but maybe the second chair leader that's listening to this going, hey, you have a place and a part in the local association as well. Uh, yeah, well, we have uh, in our association, as an example, we have a Monday morning gathering that's strictly voluntary. The guys come together and we have uh, coffee together and uh, maybe a, a small breakfast, but it's primarily uh, there's there's rarely an agenda. There's rarely a speaker. It's primarily just guys sharing together what happened in their churches the day before, what's happening in their churches in this current setting, what they have planned ahead. Uh, we get to celebrate the good things. We pray together on the tough things. Um, and, and in that gathering, for instance, in our association, we will, we will consistently have, Ben's church is one of them, but we will consistently have at least two of our larger churches that will have representation there. The staff will be there, the pastor or some staff member will be there. And that then, by them buying into this setting of anywhere from 15 to 25 guys, uh, it, 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 it implies value to that gathering, which uh, I don't know if permission needs to be given, but it then encourages our, our medium-sized churches and smaller church guys to realize, okay, if these guys are seeing value in this, their schedule's at least as busy as mine is. And so they come in and they buy in. In the past six months, especially, uh, speaking in the context of the second chair setting, uh, we have had several of the youth guys in our churches, our youth pastors in our churches, who had, uh, who had started coming together. They'd also meet with us. They are now also meeting on their own once a month, having lunch together and are planning some things like uh, association-wide youth rallies, um, regional type events, bigger than they could do on their own um, to, uh, to do together. And so, so it's not just for pastors. The value is not just for pastors. There is, uh, I think there is a, a fellowship that's needed by all ministries um, in, in whatever their ministry might be. But there's also a mentoring that goes on there as some of these younger guys are looking at these pastors and watching how they conduct business with one another and, and share their heart with one another. And, uh, and, and so there's a lot of implied stuff that goes on without an agenda, uh, just as they fellowship with one another as we come together and share with one another. Yeah, I would say from my experience in the association that honestly, the best thing the association does is that weekly unscheduled, unagended breakfast. Because that's yeah. the thing where we develop those relationships because, you know, I'm in groups, text groups and conversations with those other guys because we start talking about something and we'll share stuff and, hey, I've got this. And there's so much value that has come from that. And here's what I would say to you chair two leader guys and maybe some of you in larger churches, invest in the other churches in your association. And you can do that. One of the best ways you can do that is just with your presence. Because you being there says they matter too. And it helps them. Because if it's important to you, it gives them 
like, like you said, Scott, it, it, it just raises the level of importance of it. Yeah. So for Chair 2 guys, don't feel like, hey, I, that's not for me. That's just for pastors. Invest. You can help those other guys in the chair one, because if you're a chair two in your church, you're covering a lot of other things, but there are so many other churches around you who don't have on staff chair two people who don't have youth pastors, don't have music ministers, don't have education ministers, don't have missions pastors. They're going to have some questions about some of those things that you can speak into directly in those different areas and can help them. So, so take the time as a chair two to go because there's some chair ones you might even could mentor all our churches to help them in that. So I think uh, the other thing I would say on that, what you've got to do if you want to build these partnerships and relationships is you're going to have to invest the time. Yeah. You're going to have to take the time, as you were saying, you know, we're given an hour, an hour or two just for that weekly thing. Go to those meetings, get around those other churches, know what's going on so you can encourage them, so you can pray for them. It's going to take some time of your own invested in those relationships for it to happen. Yeah. And I, I like the I like the fact that you said invest your time. It's not taking the time. It is investing the time. It is in building these relationships now. Uh, the the hour that we might spend once a week now, when we decide later to do some kind of a ministry together, you're going to find out that there's a lot of that groundwork, a lot of that foundation that's already been laid because those hours have been invested already in getting to know one another. So then now that when we work together, we're able to jump right in and just start doing it. You know, Ben, I, I, what y'all were saying, that investing, Scott, versus taking time, um, you know, last year I remember seeing several churches that maybe have multiple staff and when everybody was scrambling to have this digital presence um, all of a sudden those chair two chair three guys that were running a camera and became the most important people on any church staff anywhere the whole time and so it's uh, one of those uh, things you never know we say chair two or we say chair one but all this ministry is valuable and all this ministry is important and i feel like in an association i don't know if there's a better picture of that value of each chair and each ministry, because, you know, if you just had all senior pastors or if you just had all, you know, whatever, uh, you just wouldn't get that, uh, that well-rounded look at ministry. And so um, I love that I was sitting in a, uh, in our local association here. Um, I was uh, sitting in a meeting yesterday and it was such a joy because we had so much representation of our churches and that just, you know, and, and guys, I don't honestly get to be around a lot. We don't do a weekly um, breakfast, but, uh, you know, we get together every so often and just what a joy, encouraging and equipping, um, in your role specifically as an associational missionary, director of missions, associational mission strategist, how do you see your role in, um, in, in investing that time in such a variety of leaders? Um, well, you know, my, my primary, I, I view my primary role in three ways. One is to encourage pastors and ministers, um, in whatever their situation might be. So for instance, these youth guys that I was talking about a while ago that have started meeting together, they, um, uh, we, we have been buying their lunch. If they're willing to come together and talk together and plan together and minister together, the least we can do maybe is to buy their lunch so that they can, uh, so that they can do that. So, so that's a way that we can support them. So, so of our three prongs of ministry here, we have the fact that we encourage pastors and ministers we also then equip churches if it's uh, vacation Bible school workshops or how to do a block party or um, uh, how to how to structure uh, their building for a better Sunday school, whatever it might be. We, we try to equip churches. And then the third E is to engage together in missions and ministry. 
much like we talked about this past weekend. So, so we do encourage, we equip, and we engage. And that's not just for lead pastors. You mentioned a while ago uh, how important some of our media guys uh, became and our financial guys became, uh, our computer guys became just this past year. But, but there is always, in any given month of a, of a church calendar, there are going to be times when your youth guys are going to be elevated to utmost importance because they're doing church camps or or mission trips, whatever it might be. Your children's workers are going to be elevated to utmost importance because that's vacation Bible school. And you're going to reach more people for Christ in that week than anything else you do, possibly the whole rest of the year. Right. And and your music guys may be at Christmas or at Easter or or all these. So there's there's it's almost like a a. a bouncing ball where uh where somebody's somebody's plate is spinning at the top all of the time and then it might drop to the bottom as another plate rises and starts spinning at the top and and that's how whether we are in a church to where we have formalized staff or just lay leaders who have elevate have been elevated to places of leadership that's still true and uh and and there is support in all of that together within the church staff and also with other churches. That's a great, uh, just a picture of what this partnership can look like. So Scott, kind of as we wrap up, what are some of the things that you have seen associations do with other churches or churches together that you think have been the most successful in building those relationships and um, furthering kingdom work? Well, on a, on a personal level, we just, uh, you know, I, I try to meet with the guys every Sunday. I'm in at least one one different church, sometimes two, sometimes even three, um, depending on if I'm preaching or not or, uh, or what my situation might be. Um, I also uh, try to, to take these guys out for lunch or, or have personal times with them in that way. Uh, just building relationships in that way. But then uh, also just kind of keeping up with what they're doing as a church, checking in, seeing if there's anything we can do to help. Uh, things that we know that churches do on a regular basis, like like a vacation Bible school or uh, uh, like a fall ministry project or or those kind of things. We try to equip them and, and promote the events, try to bring quality training in those kind of things that could help them uh, in that way. And, and we really try to do it in such a way that the guys are helping one another more so than, um, me being in a situation to where I, you know, I'm looked upon as I'm the one that's showing them how to do ministry in their church. We've had, uh, some different things in our relationship with the association. We've even been able to do mission trips. Um, I think yeah. several times we've developed a partnership locally because of some mission work where there were a couple of churches engaged in a locate in a country and we were very closely engaged there where we've had now five or six churches who have had people go and directing partnerships there because of some of the associational relationships that we have yeah. so i think there's yeah. a lot of value in that what i would say kind of toward the end of your partnerships you're going to get out of your associational partnerships what you put into it you know if you don't want to get anything from it don't put anything into it Right. But if you want to have a relationship with other churches for kingdom advancement, for growth, to challenge you to invest in them, you're going to have to invest yourself in that. You're going to have to be present. You're going to have to show up. And you're going to have to just be there for people and, and get to know them. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and I don't know how far reaching this podcast goes. I'm assuming it's going to go beyond just SBC circles. Um, but even if there's not something that you would call a formalized association in your area, uh, you know, associations were in place as soon as churches were planted. Uh, Paul put together an association of churches. Uh, if you'll read, uh, you know, the little Johns, first, second, and third John, John is writing back to these seven churches that he kind of called his, that he was like pastor of these churches. They were an association of churches. And, and while they may not have been a formalized gathering, they were in function uh, joining together to accomplish things together, maybe better than they could do on their own. Can't express enough just the joy of other pastors and ministers in your life, just what value, what help they can bring, because it can get real tunnel vision in ministry yes. real quickly. Woe is me. This, you know, and then all of a sudden you find out, oh, these guys have been through it or they're walking through it and they can you know, sort of pat you on the back, like you will make it, just hang on. And man, it's just such a value to know that there's other brothers walking through such things with you. And yeah. life is, life's too short to avoid uh, those friendships and those partnerships. And, uh, you know, when people talk about pastors and ministers struggling to make friends and stuff, your local association, or at least that some type of network locally can be such a lifeline. Uh, I mean, goodness, we could go a whole different direction with this. Maybe we'll do this another time, but just for emotional and spiritual and mental health. I mean, it is a, a huge plus to have that. Find you some other pastors, find you some other churches around you. You can partner with, have a cup of coffee with them to talk over the issues you're dealing with in your ministry. It's going to be very helpful for you and help you actually, I think, last longer in ministry. God, thanks for joining us this week. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, what would be a good way for them to do that if they want to talk missions or associational strategies? Well, it's I'm always able and easy to get through email. If you would like to email me at scott at faulknerbaptist.com, uh, scott at faulknerbaptist.com. Send, send me an email note. There will also be a Southern Baptist Associational Missionary somewhere close to where you are. If, uh, if you want to give them a call and just say, hey, we're trying to put a group together or be more effective together, uh, is that something you could help us with? And I promise you they will. That's right. Well, thanks. Thanks for joining us, Danny. Anything else before we go this week? No, just appreciate guys like Scott. Uh, they uh, they do so much to help uh, help help churches and associations and all that. So, yeah, thankful for that and appreciate us talking about this subject today. I think that's good. We all have a great week. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.